Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These are the players to target, and this would be my Game Week 20 wildcard. Welcome to the Gianni Batici YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. Many of you have used your wildcard, of course you have, but this video is going to be useful to you because you're looking ahead. These are transfers that you might want to be eyeing up in the not-too-distant. This is a 15-man squad of players I like for the foreseeable, and some of you out there have still got your wildcard to play, and if you have, Game Week 20 is the last time you can play it, so you've got to start activating and clicking those buttons if you've still got your first wild card in play. So before we start, we're going to have a look at the fixture ticker for the next few game weeks. We do have to consider Asia Cup and AFCON. Of course, those players involved in those tournaments, Hello Son and Salah, to name two of many. If they go out in the group stages, yeah, it could be one game or maybe two. If you go out in the semi-finals or final, you could be missing four or even five games. So it matters. So look, without further ado, we'll have a quick look at that ticker, shall we? This is all the way up to game week 25. The reason I've earmarked game week 25 is that's when you would expect those, even those that get to the semi-finals and finals of those competitions, maybe Son and Salah, to be back game week 25. But also in game week 25, we could see some double game weeks. We're a little bit in the dark still. There are a couple of fixtures still to be announced, right? There's the Man City-Brentford game to be announced. That could very easily drop into 25. Transfer, not transfer, fixture specialists out there like Ben Crellin have suggested 25 could be when Man City-Brentford drops in. Um, Bournemouth-Luton is another one. Again, we don't know if that will drop in 25. That's more of a question mark because that can go into a variety of weeks. Man City rescheduling is a bit more tricky because of all their involvement in Europe and, and, and other cup competitions. So we think Man City Brentford in 25. We're not sure about Bournemouth Luton. And then there's the Liverpool Luton game that could also be a double game week in 25. That depends on Liverpool getting to the Carabao Cup final. Um, so there's a couple of things to, to think about when wildcarding. You might want to back an extra Man City player. You might want to back an extra Brentford or, or Liverpool player. You might be thinking of Solanke going, yeah, another reason to keep him is, of course, with that double in mind. So guys, um, when we look at the top of the ticker, it doesn't help massively. Brighton, Man United, we're not that interested. But look, 
Aston Villa are high, Arsenal are high, City are high, Spurs are high. These are teams we're interested in. This is from Fantasy Football Scout, by the way, guys. There's a link in the description if you want to know more about Scout. Um, so let's have a look at the 15-person, 15 15-man 15 wildcard team, shall we? Now, this has been created with my team value. This is my team. So some of the player prices are player prices that of when I bought them. So this is a wild card I could produce. I can't say for certain if it's a wild card you guys could produce. So it might not be bang on the money for your team value. You might have to make a compromise or two. My team value is pretty good, not amazing. Um, so let's have a look. Before we do, if you fancy hitting that like button nice and early, the likes are really important on this channel, or any channel. When you like it, the YouTube algorithm likes it and it shows it to more people. So subscribe if you're new around here. Uh, hit the notification bell when you do. And if anyone out there fancies hitting the like button, that would be very welcome. Goalkeepers. Goalkeepers. <laughs> Turner's back in at number one. Ariola's fit at number one. We've tried with the basement bar bargain buckets and Ariola and Turner haven't really worked for us. Loads at the start of the season had Pickford, loads had Anana. Most that had them wildcarded them out in eight, nine or ten. And since then, Anana and Pickford have produced really good points. Ariola and Turner have been rubbish. We've then jumped onto Bravka more recently, another cheap goalkeeper. He hasn't been getting returns. I can't see past David Raya. Spend the extra... Doesn't matter if you think he's doing well at Arsenal. Arteta wants him in goal for Arsenal and he's starting every Premier League game. Raya's 4.9. The Arsenal defence is elite. Just go Raya. I think if it, I'm pretty sure when I do wildcard my second wildcard in a couple of months' time, Raya will probably be in. So Raya and I'm going to go Turner to save money. He's back in and I can't afford Ariola. If you can afford Ariola, I think it's probably worth the extra. But Turner and Raya... Who will play every week, right? Um, it's effectively double Arsenal defence because I'm going to go with players that I've got in my backline at the moment. Gabriel, we'll talk about him in a sec. Trent and Pedro Porro, my first three choice defenders. Now, these are the three defenders I've got in my actual team. So let's go through them. If you have reasons to buy, I mean, straight away, let's start with Trent, the money man, the expensive guy. He's playing like he's playing at, played at the end of last season. When he comes into midfield, he's in more central areas, which helps his assist threat. We've seen those long balls to Salah. But it helps his, his position to get into more shooting positions. And we want to see Trent in more central areas where he can shoot on the edge of the box. When he plays right back, or not an inverted right back, an out and out right back, he's often not in those positions. Now he is, so you get more goal threat with Trent. And we've seen goals recently. You still get the assist threat, same as always. You get the bonus point beast he absolutely is because he's always on the ball and he's creative. Probably even more so in terms of bonus points in more central areas than when at right back. The Liverpool fixtures are quite good. He's just a brilliant own. Trent is dangerous. He's flying at the moment. He's in form. His team's doing well. An easy buy for me. I know he's expensive, but he's worth it. Pedro Porro, we've spoken about lots on this channel. I was an early adopter. I took a four-point hit a few weeks back. The only four-point hit I've taken this season was for Pedro Porro. That's says all you need to know. Again, we talk about open play goal threat. He comes with it. I don't think he's had a double-digit haul in FPL this season. That is coming. When we talk about players that are due, we spoke a lot about Darwin being due. We saw him produce against Burnley. We can talk about Pedro Porro really being due a double-digit haul. I think that's close. Uh, Gabriel, what you see is what you get, as well as some goal threat. Not many centre-backs come with the goal threat of Gabriel. And like with Raya, 
Arsenal were the best defence in the league statistically. The underlying numbers suggest Arsenal were the best defence in the league so far this season. And then we need some cheapos. Aston Villa are really good in the, in the ticker. We've spoken about Villa being fairly high in the ticker. And when we look at their next few fixtures, Aston Villa, the reason they're third in the ticker is it's Burnley, Everton, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Man United, Fulham. It's a good run. And we saw recently, didn't we, against Man City and Arsenal at Villa Park, Villa clean sheets. So Konza's just a cheap route to that back line. If you can spend more on a Moreno, I like him. Um, obviously, Pau Torres, when fit, is a great buy. But Konza's reliable and the cheapest of the lot in terms of the, the nailed starters. Moreno, again, there's still the question mark with Dean. Um, so Konza for me. And then look, Chelsea, Gusto at 4.1 million. He's your fifth defender. He ain't going to play much, if at all. But maybe, actually, with those fixtures, you'd start him. And I know he's not quite Rhys James, but he's a very good replacement for Rhys James because he can get forward. And especially when Chelsea are playing Colwell at left-back, they can commit a right-back to attack. You don't need to play De Sassi at right-back when you've got Colwell at left-back. You just don't get anything moving forward. So I think Gusto's going to be pretty nailed. And he offers Chelsea what they need in full-back positions, especially without Ben Chilwell on the left. Colwell's not going to give you great attacking threat. Gusto will. 4.1 million, like... He's a brilliant and obvious buy for those on wildcard, isn't he? Reese James, by the way, will be out for a fair few months. It's reported like three, four months. Um, so you're going to get a lot of game time from Gusto. Let's talk about the midfield and start with the more nailed positions. I'm going to start with a player not in here. That is Mo Salah, right? Mo Salah is not in this team purely because of AFCON. I know it means going without him for one week only, the Newcastle game, which is a good game for Liverpool. Like, no doubt about that. You just hope he doesn't go big that week. If you think Mo Salah is the best captaincy option in game week 20, you can go there. You can go, you put him in your wildcard team and then transfer him out. But I'm looking at a one week option if I go Mo Salah and I'm booking in a transfer. I don't really want to do that. So I'd commit to no Mo Salah with a heavy heart. You do need a plan to get Mo Salah back in game week whenever he's back. 24, 25. But any player is reachable within two moves. My suggestion to bring Mo Salah back for everyone watching this video is when we think he's coming back from AFCON, have two transfers available. Because you're not going to have 5 million in the banks. So you can go, oh, I'm selling a Saka. I can go to Salah. It doesn't really work like that. You're going to need two transfers. So if you're not taking a hit to bring him back, that's that's... Of course, the suggested plan. No Mo Salah, but I am going Son. The reason I'm going Son is I love that Bournemouth at home fixture for Spurs. I think that'll be open. Look, Bournemouth are flying right now, but I think that has goals. Son is also cheaper, so I can afford him with this team. I can't afford Salah. I've got 0.0, .0 in the bank with the team we're looking at right now. There is also an argument for me, personally, to hold Son through the Asia Cup because my team value in him is greater than my team value. Sorry, my player value in Son is higher than my player value in Salah. In other words, I bought Son at a cheaper price and have made more profit on him than, than I have on Salah. I was a little bit late to the Salah party. I didn't pay 12.5. I think I paid 12.7. Um, this team does cover Son in terms of AFCON. There are enough other options in this team to, to bench Son and that would be the suggested route. Again, not using up transfers and always being able to roll and carry that second transfer for as long as you can. That's my advice. So this team, there's no dead spots. There's no Mabama at 4.3 million. There's no 4.2 Chukameka. There's no even a Taylor at Burnley, right? Every player in this team is fairly good. 
Therefore, Son can be benched and you've got good sub options. So let's talk about the other midfield options. Before we do, um, thank you, by the way, for joining up as members. Loads of you have been becoming channel members. I think perhaps because it's Christmas, you're feeling festive and you want to support the channel. Um, if you want to join the WhatsApp group, these are notifications from the Ultras, you can do. Um, normal members, you can join as a squad member. Ultras members, you pay a bit more and you're in my WhatsApp group. With world number uh, 19, FPL Chai, with last year's winner, Ali Hangarov, with me, it's proper active. If you fancy it, click join just under this video. Um, let's stick with Spurs, shall we? A bargain at Spurs, especially in Son's absence. Many will say Richarlison. Sure, I can't afford Richarlison, but I can afford Brennan Johnson with this team. I like Brennan. I like Brennan when Son's not around. When Son's back and Madison's fit, you'd argue it will be Kulu on the right, Madison in the 10, Son left, Richarlison central. Brennan could be vulnerable. But while Son's at the Asia Cup, not that Brennan's playing on the left in the Son role, he's just an extra route to the team. There's a spare attacking slot, especially with Madison out as well, with Kulu central. Brennan's playing on the right and playing really well. 5.8 million for a team, a player in a team that attacks a lot. <laughs> Brennan's a good buy. Um, so look, that's Spurs over and done with. So again, it's triple Spurs for that Bournemouth game. Hmm. I still like that. You just back Spurs to score. Now let's talk about some of the other positions, right? Let's talk a little bit different with Odegaard. I've gone Odegaard on a three on a short. Maybe it's not a short-term plan. I've gone Odegaard, but I'd be willing to trade him in if he didn't produce. There's no Saka in this team. I just feel like Odegaard's a stronger player at the moment. If you look at the last four or five games and take the last four or five games, Odegaard's looked a lot brighter than Saka. They're at a similar price. They take roughly the same amount of penalties. I think I'd go Odegaard. It's Fulham, Palace and Sheffield United. It's a really good set of three fixtures. Uh, we'll talk about the players that haven't made this that I do like. And in that midfield spot for Odegaard... You could go Bowen, you could go Richarlison, you could go Saka, of course. Martinelli, there, there's options in that spot, but I'm going to go Odegaard in this draft. Phil Foden is in the team. So the midfield at the moment is the Spurs lads, Odegaard and Foden. With that Man City double in mind, we think it drops in 25, get ahead of the curve and go with two Man City, and then maybe get to three if the double is announced. So Foden is in. Um, you guys know I love Foden, I don't need to talk about him. Other than saying, when KDB is back in that team, I don't think Foden's that vulnerable. I think Alvarez is more vulnerable. I think Foden is the first choice right winger at the moment. And we've seen him play on the left as well. Him and Grealish rotating. Doku comes in when fit. But Foden's always in the team, whether he's number 10, wide right, wide left, or even number nine in the Club World Cup. He played number nine in the semi. Um, when Haaland was obviously injured and Alvarez was benched. Um so that completes the midfield alongside Cole Palmer. We've got to put Cole Palmer in. He's the best budget mid in the game. Gordon's done well. Brennan's attractive. Um, I'd be swerving Newcastle at the minute, given the fixtures and the form we've seen recently and their injuries. Um, so I wouldn't go Gordon. I'd go Cole Palmer instead. He's on pens. He's had his rest and his suspension now. The fixtures are nice for Palmer. He's Chelsea's best attacker. Um, We'll talk about another Chelsea attacker in a minute, the players that didn't make it. Uh, let's get to that front line, shall we? We'll start with the big news. I would go Haaland. Um, even if I'm recording this before the Sheffield United game, you might be watching it going, he's just started or just been benched against Sheffield United or didn't make the squad. Regardless, if we think he's going to feature... Sorry, Everton game. The Everton game. If we think he's going to feature versus Sheffield United, or even if we don't, knowing we'll bring him in after Sheffield United, the next game week is mid-January for Man City. So we're going to be bringing him in for the Newcastle game. Sorry, I had to get a close-up then. 
So we're going to be bringing him in for the Newcastle game. And if we're doing that, I just move to him early on wildcard. Save yourself a transfer. You're going to want Haaland. You're going to want to build your team around him as always. I would put him in. I'd put him in. And if we thought he was out Sheffield United, you could go for a one-week punt. You could go for Darwin. You could go in Kunku. You could go Gakpo, whoever. And then Haaland. But that's booking a transfer in. I'd be tempted just to go straight with Haaland. The other two attacking spots or forward spots are two players that I've got in my team again. And many of you own these guys. Watkins, I just think he's a long-term hold. I tried doing the okie-cokie with Watkins. I bought him out for Darwin for a few weeks. He punished me. He scored against the big teams. Even when the fixtures are hard, I think you want Dar uh, Watkins in your team. He's a long-term hold. And I said it and I still sold him going into that festive run. I went Darwin and I could have just gone both or I could have just stuck with Watkins. So Watkins punished the sellers. Um... Most the vast majority that sold bought him back to captain him against Sheffield United and he blanked, but he was very unfortunate to blank in that game week 18 fixture against Sheffield United. So the long-term play, the fixtures are lovely for Villa, high in the ticker, Watkins, the best route to the Villa attack, of course. You just cover him, I think. And then I think it's Solanke. I think we've seen again against Fulham. Solanke got six points. It could have been more, but he's just he's just busy. He's looking good. The team is built for Solanke. We now know he's on pens. We thought he was. Bournemouth haven't had a pen in like two years. They get one against Fulham. Solanke scores it. Um, he's linked with a lot of clubs in January. I can't see Bournemouth selling him in Jan. Maybe if he has, continues this form, he goes in the summer. But again, the fixtures aren't amazing. I don't think that matters. The fixtures read Tottenham. Well, I still think Bournemouth will score. Liverpool, okay, that's tough. But Solanke against his old club, the narrative is there. West Ham's a good fixture. They're one of the clubs linked with him, by the way. Um, and then it's Forest and Fulham. Like, that's fine. Go Solanke. Bournemouth are fun. They're the informed team in the Premier League at the moment. Look at the teams they're beating. You go Solanke, I think. And then it leaves you with, what about all the other players you could have put in? This is a fairly boring attempt. This is the, probably the team I would go with. As I said, this works for my team value. But this team doesn't have, I'm going to give you six names here that I think you also will want to consider. And six names that could very easily be in mine. And if I was actually wildcarding, I probably would be spending a little bit more time on this. And therefore, you might not have an Odegaard. You might have a Bowen. It's the Odegaard spot in midfield that I'd be most... I'm most I'd be most worried about. Possibly the Son spot. Do you carry him through the Asia Cup or do you just go without Son or have him for a week and then sell him? The plan with this team, as I mentioned, would be to carry Son through the Asia Cup because I think the squad can cope. But I could actually either go with one of the other two options. Sell him after a week or just go without him at all. And if you did, you go with Richardson, you go Saka, Bowen. So that's three midfielders to consider. I'm going to give you six names. Three mids, three forwards. Richardson. Will be on pens without Son. He's so cheap and he's listed as a midfielder. He's out of position. I think he'll also like being the big fish, the main man. We saw that a bit at Everton. He'll thrive in that without Son. He'll like the fact he's on pens. He'll like the fact he probably goes from playing 75 minutes, which is what he's getting a lot, to playing 90 minutes. Um, Saka, we know he can hit form and be a great pick. He's just in a bit of a lull but consider him still. And Bowen, just West Ham's talisman and so fun to own. I love the idea of having Jared Bowen and I do think Bowen will be in my team. In my team, I'm probably going to be selling Son for Bowen during the Asia Cup. And then there's three forwards. Consider these guys. Look, Watkins and Solanke, sure. 
But Nkunku could be loads of fun. And look, I think Nkunku could be set for 90 minutes very soon, right? We're looking at those Chelsea fixtures from from 20 onwards, thinking, yeah, Nkunku, 90-minute man soon. Like, certainly by mid-January, when he plays in game week 22 or 21, um, 21, I think you've got Fulham, 90 minutes. So Nkunku, definitely. Um, also, I think Nkunku won't be on pens yet, but if Palmer misses one, Nkunku will have them. But he offers something none of the other Chelsea attackers offer. And even Palmer, to be fair, not great for goal scoring in open play. Like, Nkunku offers a goal threat, a reliable, consistent asset in front of goal. That's what his stats show from, from years gone by at other clubs. And already at Chelsea, we've seen 20 minutes goal, a penalty, a goal. Uh, so two goals in two cameos, one in a shootout. The other two players are Liverpool players. Again, without Mo Salah, the reliance on both Darwin and Gakpo increases. The game time and the expected minutes for these two increases. Do note Jota is back and in the squad and he was in the squad for the Liverpool game against Burnley. I still think even with Jota in the mix, you could look at a front three of Darwin, Gakpo, Jota during the AFCON, right? Regardless, Jota's going to need a bit of time and Darwin, I think, will thrive being the main man. If you like, however, Gakpo for different, because you're anti-Darwin, because he misses big chances and whatever, I think both are good options. They're both a similar price point. Liverpool attack is still going to function without Mo Salah. The team is set and ready to function without him. When Mo Salah has an off day, Liverpool still are looking good. That's the sign for me. The fixtures are there. The attack is there. They're one of the best attacks in the league. One, when you're not covering Mo Salah because he's at AFCON, I still think you can go double Liverpool. And of course, Liverpool, we think, could get a double game week in 25. So if, for example, you have Darwin and Trent in your team and you're ready to buy Salah back in 25, you're already set for that double game week if it happens. So there's an argument to say you could squeeze in. I would go Darwin over Gakpo. You guys know that. I I, I like Darwin as an asset. Um, but it does mean you're dropping either the big man, Haaland. I can't see you doing that. But maybe you're, you're jumping off Solanke or Watkins for a bit to accommodate an Nkunku, a Darwin or a Gakpo. So they are six players I like outside of this team. Let us know in the comments the players you like. Any obvious misses you think, given the form, given AFCON, given the Asia Cup and given the fixtures. But I think this is a pretty good wildcard team. If you have held it this time so far and then well played, if you are thinking about your second wildcard, don't activate it in 21. I don't think you need to. I think you can get to a lot of these players with free transfers over the next few weeks and many of you will own a lot of these players already. Um, guys, thank you so much for watching. My team selection video will be out in like the next 24 hours. So do keep your eyes peeled for my team selection for game week 20. And for those that join me in the deadline stream live, that was loads of fun. I'm going to try and do a deadline stream ahead of game week 20 as well. For now, guys, I'll see you very soon. Thanks for your support, your likes, your subscribes. I hope you're still enjoying the festive period and I'll see you very soon. Podcast Network.